you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Sideline Talk. I am the humble beast, unashamed hurt. What it is, y'all? Mr. 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 Abrupt. Mr. So nice. Undetermined guy. Alan C., the place to be. Say that again? Mr. Undetermined guy. Undetermined? Undecided. Just say you upset. Just say you upset. I go am upset, upset. But I'm going to go back to say why you upset. This is Random uh, Waves, 87. How are everybody doing today at the Super Bowl Sunday? Bless. I see why you, Bless. I know why you upset. Because Magic Johnson had the Super Bowl ad, little commercial, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. <laughs> and you thought, you know, Boston was going to lose. Then all of a sudden, you got to watch Brady and then win another championship after Boston won the World Series. And you ain't really feeling that. Exactly. So you just go ahead and say So upset. melancholy right now. Mm. Duke better lose in the Elite Eight or some shit, I swear. Why gotta be the Elite Eight? Why can't it just be Sweet 16 or something? Else? No, I want them to feel like they actually got a chance and to have that chance taken away from them by a buzzer beater. Mm. You don't need no kids. Like, I need one of them. You don't need no kids because you fucking around here. You're like, yeah, you're gonna get everything, but don't get but one thing for Christmas. <laughs> I'm that petty, yo. I'm sorry. I am. I'm that petty when it comes to sports. <laughs> Hey man, look, let's get to it. Once again, another year has passed. Another football season has passed. And Bill Belichick is on the grand stage holding up the Lombardi trophy for the sixth time. Thomas Brady holding up the Lombardi trophy for the sixth time. Thirteen to three winner. Over the Los Angeles Rams. I'll let y'all go ahead and speak on it. First off, it was an excellent game. I know people was talking about the game was boring or was dry or whatever. And I'm not even a fan of defensive football like that. But those mastermind offensive, I mean defensive coordinators and that ultimate chess move was amazing to me. Um, you had the hands-down, unadulterated goat of football confused for three and a half quarters. That don't happen. You had a rookie quarterback, and many would say the rookie next. Quarterback? I mean, not rookie quarterback, excuse me. Third year. Uh, third third year, year quarterback. Started. And a second-year head coach who may try to put up there as, like, the next Belichick. Um, they was many tried or many has? Many has. Okay. They, they tried um, and has two different things. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. 
Um, <laughs> all I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, I forgot. <laughs> but you know what? God bless you. The God bless you. God bless you. I forgot what the bet was. <laughs> I forgot what we bet on. But. So the bet was, if I'm not mistaken, we the bet happened right after. Wait, wait, let me let's set it up. Right after the Ravens beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, 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 or Atlanta. I think it was Atlanta. I think we beat Atlanta. And no, it was before Atlanta. Oakland. Yeah, we beat Oakland. And you said if Lamar Jackson is named the starter going forward, the Ravens won't make the playoffs. And I said, you got your rabbit mind. And we put a piece on it. And, you know, AFC North champs. (laughs) For giving too much credit to uh, NFL defensive coordinator, pick one. Right. (laughs) We should have lost to him. Oh, well. But Allen was talking about how the, the coordinators did an excellent job. The physical coordinators did an excellent job. Last night it was an excellent football game in his eyes. Yeah. He, was, he was explaining that to us. Yeah, excellent football game. Like I said, many people try to put Sean McVay up there as like the next great greatest coach in football. Um, pretty much everybody who got a job this off season, they were trying to look for the next McVay. I have no idea. Before this off season, I mean before this postseason, McVay had yet to have any playoff success. But that's the guy that they were looking for. So. You said it like that's a bad thing. No. I'm, I like Sean McVay. <laughs> like, what I'm saying No, I'm is, saying, but your tone sounds like it's bad. That's no, what, what I'm saying is people looking for the next McVay, like this guy won six championships already. Or this guy has won a playoff game already. Mm. How is it proven that it's going to work? To be the next McVay. I just with that statement. Where McVay can't even be the next McVay yet. I think somebody <laughs> as organization is looking for that next person. They don't give a fuck who it is to just turn that team around from Jeff Fisher yeah. being like, damn, golf is like a fucking bus to, oh wait a minute, this team is something serious. We just need some some type of scheme or play yeah. calling or just something overall to just jump the team up is what they probably. Why they say that, but other people mm-hmm. can say just like how you were. They think he's an offensive genius, or mm-hmm. they want that type of run. I don't think they're looking at look at titles right away because he ain't win nothing. I think it's just the offensive mind. Like before Sean McVay name became the next big thing, um, Kyle Shanahan was right. the name. So and still is like one of the best offensive coordinators, offensive minds. So I think it was, it was along those lines more than anything. Right, but, but I mean, again, my my but thing defense, is to look for yeah. a coach that hasn't won anything. It's like I need the next that guy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of premature well, you know, to me. Well, you know, well, it's an offensive driven league. So when you see them putting up forty points in primetime games, you want a guy on the lines of Andy Reid or a guy along the lines of Sean McVay. Like that's just what it is. Um, just like, let me know when we get to overview. Like you said, it's a, a, a offensive driven league, but as we saw last night, defense wins championships, and that was impressive too. <laughs> well, defense wins championships, but let's just be real. I wouldn't discredit what Sean McVay did last night. I think oh, I'm not discrediting anything about Sean McVay. His, no. it, well, all right, I'll wait. 
but <laughs> was, was you through Al? Because he 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 yeah, prime, he prime right now. All right, so look, let me just say this. I completely agree with Al. I thought the defensive coordinators did a masterful job yesterday. Um, from Wade Phillips early in the game or the whole game, um, their scheme was to pretty much play man to man early and live with the consequences on it. They didn't really pressure much. Um, one of the big things that they did was they allow their five techniques to, um, instead of coming off the ball, getting upfield, they seen which way the uh, back was, and if the back was leaking out, they would cut. They would undercut that, mm-hmm. um, and they just knew that they could get pressure with the remaining three, which was Sue, Brockers, and Donald. and Donald. So, I really thought Wayfields had a great game plan going forward. The only thing that went against them is their one and zero techniques came too far up the field. It's one thing to penetrate. It's another thing to get three yards up the field and pretty much create a gap underneath it behind yourself. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they what did that it? on multiple plays. Was that the first play of the game? He got gassed. Because they got of gassed it. because of that. Yeah, and Sue, Sue it was, was like, like three yards up. It was, it, like, was like every, it was like every six plays they would come back to that. Let mm-hmm. them come upfield. Let them come upfield. All we need is a little chip. And we get in behind them and make something mm-hmm. happen. Um, so that was the only thing. Like I thought, felt like if they came across for about two and red and then went, Instead of coming across, for they came across about four, and that really cost them. Um, Bill Belichick, I thought what Belichick did was like was was genius too. It was like well timed. Uh, I wouldn't say blitzes because it wasn't blitzes. It was just well timed games and stunts up front from the front four. Um, I thought Lawrence Guy did an excellent job of. Uh, like he said, both teams, both defensive lines came across the line of scrimmage. They weren't playing the typical, you know, attack half man and read and go off of that. They were really getting off field, making you use your athleticism inside of your guards, and they really couldn't do anything either side of the ball. With that being said, I think Sean McVay called a pretty good game. Mm. I do feel like and Al alluded to this this last night on sideline talk that Jared Goff was horrible yesterday. And when I say horrible, I mean horrible. He was like Lamar Jackson first ten snaps under I mean in the shotgun horrible. You had like, you had to be horrible to be worse than Brady yesterday. Uh, yeah, and I was gonna get to him in a minute. But I think Jared Goff he had not one pre-snap read yesterday. There's no way he could he could have had a pre-snap read of what they were in. Did you think by them waiting until 15 seconds to get out the huddle was crippled them? I don't think because because doing so he, he like you said he couldn't mm-hmm. he didn't have enough time. He, I think like Sean McVay did out coach yeah. himself on that. Yeah, they didn't because have he was so worried about trying to just not giving the ball, not running the ball with Gurley like that because he was worried about, oh, I think Belichick's game planning for them to stop Gurley on this play and this, this, and that. But he did kind of outcoach himself there. Tom Brady looked horrible yesterday. Absolutely. I mean horrible. He had a couple good throws, but anybody could have made those throws against those zone coverages. Any big play that he really had was in zone coverages. Uh, when I say big play, anything over 15, was they was in zone coverage. The man plays, of course, yeah, he maybe got eight and nine. They was eight and nine timely yards on third and nine or third and eight mm-hmm. or whatever. And the one man couldn't be guarded by anybody. Unguardable. 
Yeah. His feet were. See what happens when you put them in the slot and you can't get your hands on them. On the his feet was crazy, but they weren't pressing them either. You can't press them from the slot. You got to press them. And they try to like you can't chip them. He's too shifty. And then when they decided <laughs> to press him in the slot, the mm-hmm. the backside backer instead of him opening up, you got to open up to Edelman. In that case, you ain't open. What you open up the Gronk on the slam for? You ain't worried about. You can press Gronk, but you can't. You you said you got to open up to. Where their strength is, and you couldn't tell he had what eight catches in the first half. Mm. Come on now, who else they going to on third down? You open up to him, and yeah, right in the second half that that happened. What he's third in NFL history, well Super Bowl history for one play accounting for uh, first downs. Hmm. Jerry Rice got nine twice, and Edelman got eight. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, that's crazy. The bottom line was it was a very bad showing by two quarterbacks and a very good showing by one offensive line and and a couple running backs. And when I say offensive line, offensive line, tight end, and fullback. Because what they got in Grunk blocking and Devlin, Lee blocking, it's a wrap. I don't don't Mm -hmm. care who they're going against. And the bottom line on the whole game is I would – I will be taking tape from this game and trying to implement it uh, as far as the games and stuff like that. But I look at the game different. I thought it was exciting because of the typical – I was like, don't let this be a typical Rams go down the field, score, and then put it in break your hands and see what happens for a field goal win or a touchdown. I want to see somebody stop somebody. I want to mm-hmm. see somebody get a turnover. And they was doing pretty much everything I liked. Everybody was getting smacked, defensive line, <laughs> linebackers, corners. They played things tough. I mean, you whatever that you could really get. That's why I, I don't really say Tom Brady, to me, in my opinion, played horrible. I think he played average to what he was given. I mean, that defense ain't a slouch. Granted, I don't think it's top ten for what um, – what we've seen throughout the season. Even like Herb said, like they put all that talent, like he said at the beginning, like middle to towards the end of the year, they put all that talent on the team and you haven't seen what you expect out of that defense from name papers alone. And they couldn't stop the run from all year round. And that secondary has all been just questionable. That's one of the reasons why I questioned Sean Payton two weeks prior why you didn't expose Littleton more. It's the reason why he couldn't cover Kamara in the passing game. Even if you double team, that means to leave something open, open the floodgates for more of a playbook. Now, go, going back to the game, I just, I like the way aggressive how Belichick wouldn't stop running the ball, no matter who was in the game. Mm-hmm. And some people was like, oh, here we go, three-yard games. But them three, four-yard games <laughs> in this type of smash-mouth game means a lot because mm-hmm. Just like you said, you think he played horrible. I thought he played average, a little bit above average. That's all he needed. Because if you put him in more in third and nines, that's more favorable for you and your defense and your pass rush. If you put him in third and fours, third and sixes, I feel comfortable with him relying on Elderman Gronk for a short dump-off pass to a white Burkhead to continue the change. is what they was getting. But they wasn't finishing drive. The score could have got out of hand if you don't get a turnover, if you don't miss the field goal, if you convert some of them third downs, if you don't, you know, miss some passes here and there. There was a lot of passes that he'd be like, dang, he ain't got the arm yet. Shit look like, really like Pendleton. But then you look at golf, you'd be like, oh, you look like how Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes looked like when the blitz comes up in his face. 
or something like that. But when his bread is not working, the bread would be the run game. And the butter is not there, play action, coming out of the tight end, something easy to keep moving the chains. And you feel like you're scrimmaging going downfield, then you hold the ball too long. You're going through the progression too long. You wait too long with the uh, the Cooks pass. Mm-hmm. Let McCordy come from a long cover three all the way over to, to make a clutch game tying or game saving touchdown. Because if you get that touchdown, you, you up 10 3, you don't know how your, your team going to react after that. It's already close as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like like uh, McVay outcoached himself by taking the ball out of CJ Hannison and uh, Gurley Hands. Probably so. I feel like it was smash mouth enough that you just. You gotta, you gotta keep trusting your running back. That's who, that's what got you there. That's what helped you there. But then you felt like you was just, it just wasn't working. They had all the things they was doing. I liked how uh, you didn't see this guy pretty much down there all year for New England, but he got, they asked for a trade from Cleveland, and he was there. He made an impact game, even though he didn't get that many snaps. But Danny Shelton was in there, and he made cause a lot of problems up in the middle of that field, and he was doing a lot of smacking. I was like, damn, that shit was a wonderful pick, pick up. And uh, shout out to Hightower. He was, everywhere he was at, he was balling. Like, he can do, he was doing a lot. A lot of schemes. He could have, he should have had a pick. I feel like he could have been. Did you see the clip Higby. of him hitting Higby in the run Cut. when he came up and took Higby out? When the little, um, like the little Jared Johnson played when he smacked Hines Wood. Correct. That little uh, play action. Mm. It was bad. Killed. Mm. Um. Overall, it was a good game. I had a lot of questionable play callers for both sides. I thought a lot of the times where um, McVay could have been a little bit more aggressive, especially in the, like, the short dump-off routes where they could have tried to do something to move the chain instead of just waiting for that deep, medium route pass a lot. And I felt like uh, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots could have did a little better of calling some things. I just feel like Tom Brady was just trying to reach for that big play a lot at times too. Mm. Well, that's all they were. That's all they were giving him. Let me clarify when I say I felt like Sean McVay um, outcoached himself. I felt like he outcoached himself by not allowing uh, Jared Goff to see what defenses they was lined up by. Like he said, going into the play clock late, thinking that all right, they're gonna try to make an adjustment or whatever the case may be. I also felt like he. I said yesterday he needs to quicken the pace. Go, go, mm-hmm. go! When he started doing that, they start moving the ball. Then you go back into your huddle. Like, what what are you doing? Like, now they get a chance to switch personnel out. Right? Right. They get a chance to do this. They get a chance to do that. Right. I thought the swing places you was talking about, they were there. Uh, Goff had no clue what they what defense they was running, so he was coming back to them late. The one to, to uh, Cooks, when he was wide open, like, immediately, mm-hmm. that ball supposed to have been thrown when he was – 15 yards downfield, right. not 30 yards down there, and then camping and waving. Like, how many progressions did you go to before? Like, what are you looking at? Like, do you not know the play? Do you not know what they're running mm-hmm. on defense? That lets me know that you don't. You have no clue what they're doing pre-snap. There's no – if Brady did the same thing yesterday. Like, he, he went through his progressions, and they were taking away Gronk across the middle. They were taking away Edelman. They were double-teaming at some sort. So, he had to throw up top to, to Hogan one-on-one against Marcus Peters. In another game, regular season game, some of those probably get called. They let him play yesterday, and I thought that was a great great job by the officials. With the exception of that holding play, um, I thought the officials uh, had a great game. But I, I really don't feel like McVay was bad with the play calls. I just felt like he didn't allow give his team a, 
a certain amount of time to went to read defenses and the tempo of the game was beneficial to Bill Belichick. You know, because like I, you said, Shelton. I really appreciate the name of this show, Sideline Talk, because we're giving a lot of X's and O's and just NFL tips on the Super Bowl. On, in my opinion, was probably the most boring Super Bowl I've seen in a long time. Now, granted, I the de- everything y'all saying is absolutely spot on about the defense. But since this is an offensive-driven league, and since it in, in the same arguments, I, just, I listened. Each one of y'all said it, it was a great, excellent game. It was fun to watch because the deep from the defensive point of, uh, point of view, right? Within your arguments, y'all also said the quarterback play was terrible, what? simply because there was holes throughout this great defense on both sides. Mm-hmm. It was boring. Like it was, it was like all right. If if it was two touchdowns, it still would have been in, in a, a great game. It still been a great defensive game. But by them being like, like I'm not into the 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 QBR thing too tough, but Jared Goff QBR was thirteen. <laughs> Sound like an R. Kelly eight. Right. Oh. <laughs> It, it, like it does. Like his QBR was thirteen, and you just mentioned how he's missed so many wide open players. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of our generation, according to many, his QBR was twenty five. He kicked his first pass was a pick. They, his first pass was a pick that he that he got confused. Yes, he yes. thought it was man coverage. Mm-hmm. Oh, psych! <laughs> I'm covering this underneath. It threw a pick. Like and then his second throw should have been a pick if Littleton paid attention. The little swing pass, like that'd have been a pick six. I'm like, oh my gosh! You see what I'm saying? Like the game could have been blown up early. Like it could have been how Seattle did Denver years back. But it it was just it was boring because it was like, although the defenses look good, the quarterbacks look worse. Like how can I out bum you? Golf was like, look. Ain't nobody outbumming me today. It's I'm gonna make it so that it's gonna be hard for anybody to outbum me in the Super Bowl ever again. That's what it looked like. I fell asleep. I ain't never in my life fell asleep in the Super Bowl. When I tell you, I fell. Asleep. Whoa, wait. What's going on? Like, hold up, wait. Uh, uh-uh, let me wake. Let me do a jumping jacks or something. Like, hold up. I can't fall asleep in the Super Bowl. Like, come on. Like, this was boring. Like, everything about this was boring. The game was boring. The commercials was boring. The halftime show was boring. It was one commercial that was great. The NFL 100. Mm-hmm. That was excellent. I like the NFL 100, the Bud Light commercial, the Game of Thrones, the Corporate yeah. Resolution. That was, uh, and, uh, the, I was first uh, one, the first one, the end, uh, Avengers Endgame, so they got it out the way. See, right, and you see that? See, <laughs> see now that was excellent because you ain't got to give us nothing. We're going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got to give us nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, another scene. All right, cool. We there. That was it. Like, perfect. It's yeah. like a Game of Thrones trailer. Yeah, like, perfect. Don't give me nothing. We there. Yeah. Don't take... Don't take I'm sorry. Good. I hated you hated Avengers? The, uh, the trailer? The trailer. Oh, you wanted more. No, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I look at who's coming out and walking out, and they're supposed to be uh, this team to 
Like, nigga, Thanos was like the greatest villain ever. Like, what the fuck we gonna do with Rocket? Like, come on. Like, hey, oh. I seen the little Rocket joint. <laughs> <laughs> my man. Like, yeah, I knew he was talking about Rocket. Right. Right. Come on, yo. Like, nigga, I just snapped away the greatest of the greatest. And <laughs> Rocket? Like, come on, yo. That nigga got heart. Yo, I'm dead serious, though, yo. I was really trying to figure out what Super Bowl... Was was more boring than this? I can't remember what that was boring. Like I I really can't. Like that was this boring? I can't. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I didn't find it. Like it was boring at all. It was boring. Like I get it. I get the defensive plays that was, were being made was exciting. I get it. But when the quarterback play is that bad, it's like it's kind of it, it's like is the defense really that good or is you really that bad? Probably Seattle Denver was more boring than this one. Was it boring or was it disappointing? No, it was boring. It just I wasn't had, boring to I me. I had no expectations. It like, wasn't well, boring to me, I, I take that back. My ex- expectations was it was going to be a great game to watch. It was a boring game to watch. What makes it great is if you're a defensive coordinator getting ready for your season, it was great to you. Because, all right, let me, let me take this here. Mm-hmm. Let me take that. Let me, let me see how you did. That was pretty cool. But if you, you sitting there want to be entertained by the biggest game the last game of the season it was boring. Like, damn. Like, that, both AFC and NFC Championship games is more exciting than these two games. Mm-hmm. Easily. In the AFC title game, no, well, yeah, the AFC title game got right in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Like, mm. the first half, he was like, man, just, they about to blow them out the water. <laughs> yeah, the second half, it was exciting. Like, this game was just, like, I really wish an NBA game was on. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Or oh, if Walking Dead came back, I didn't watch Walking Dead. And I'm behind mm-hmm. Walking Dead for a nice little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, just seeing what, like you hold the top, they were the top rated offense. If I'm not second. second. All right, so the sec, you hold the second rated offense 30 points under what they normally score. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. To get six. Like, like you had crazy. help. You had help to do that, though. The one controlling the ball helped you by going by blatantly misreading players. And it's open, like for the for the misreading. Oh, Michigan basically said that about his whole playoff performance this whole week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He only had one touchdown in the whole playoff. Yeah, after that, in three games. Yeah, it's, he's been sus. Because I can, like I, like I said, there is a, a face mask penalty away from that game being changed from the Dallas uh, Rams game. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that penalty, then girly don't get that score. They don't put it out the way. <laughs> All right, we can go into shopping and stop it real quick. First shopping and stop it. Name three boxers if you can. Three boxers. Three boxers if, if you, you can, can that you would pay money. Like you would call Comcast right now and say, sign me up for this pay-per-view. First of all, that's not fair. Because with the with the... With, we're in the streaming world, and we got Fire Sticks that's jailbroken, and we got access. Like, ain't nobody paying for this. Fire Sticks are no longer available. No more. They've been cracked down. All right, cool. You have to pay this money, or you can just see little clips on SportsCenter. Or you just wait for next or week. Or I'm just going to wait until they get on Showtime three weeks from now, or Two HBO weeks. three weeks from now. A week from, from now. Yeah. All right, I get what you're saying. All right. Three boxes. Who is it? Three boxes. Earl Spence. Terrence Crawford. Deontay Wilder. 
Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'll put an asterisk. Deontay Wilder, if it's Wilder versus Joshua. If it's Wilder versus Joshua, yeah. So the you ain't, I'm, you I'm ain't not done yet, see though. Joshua, Josh, I mean, um, Anthony Joshua. By himself? Or Wilder by himself. No, no, no. I'll wait till the following week and watch it for okay. free on Showtime on HBO. But they fighting each other. So that, right. mean you, that means you need a third. I'm, that means I need a third? Yeah. Earl, Terrence Crawford. Um, what's home? Oh, Lomachenko. Um, Leo Santa Cruz. That's tough. Chat Latito. All them. That's fine. Chocolatito, bitch. 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 For the record, those of y'all in Radio Land, soon as Deontay Wilder's name got mentioned, <laughs> it was a slow, subtle shake of the head by John and disapproval. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to give a free IOU. Like <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm being serious. Though. Like you would call that hate or whatever. I call it like that's just not my type. of You wouldn't even waste watch. a Comcast credit. Or, or, Don't know what that listen. deal is. It's um, Lonzo listen. Ball, Kuzma, 
Mm. Ingram, mm. Rondo, mm. Lance, mm. Beasley, mm. and two firsts. Mm. 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 Shop it or stop it. I tell you what. Anthony Davis and a player. And Solomon Anthony Hill. Davis, some gumbo. And Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill. Hill. I know, right? He's <laughs> 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 Solomon Hill. <laughs> As a Laker fan, I swear to God, I hope you don't take that damn deal. I tell you what, when I read that, my heart broke. I'm like, what the? F- uh. <laughs> but the, it's not. It's not. No. It's, if you hope they're gonna take the deal, do you think that they will take the deal? For for New Orleans, they be a fool to not take the deal. Honestly, uh, oh, you ain't speaking on it. I know you ain't speaking on it. Listen, if New Orleans do not. The fact that we're talking about this right now and they haven't accepted this deal, they got to be the dumbest franchise ever. Mm. Because for them, it's everything you wanted. And not only that, you're getting back. All right, Rondo might be a buyout situation because he was just dead. Mm-hmm. So that's a buyout and that's like cap relief. Lance, you might be able to talk Lance in the stand, but who knows how that's going to work out. Lonzo, you can wind up half in the trade because they want to play in New Orleans. But you still got Kuzma, Ingram to match with Drew Holiday and Julius Randle with Alfred Payton, who is a defensive point guard who can create. You got them plus two first-round picks. You got that. Like, two first-round picks might not be nothing but late first-rounders when you got Anthony Davis and LeBron. But still, that offer... It's going to be better than anything anybody going to offer you this summer. Mm-hmm. Because Memphis is steady losing, so they're going to keep their pick. The Kings are winning, so they mess around keep their pick. Like, your leverage is gone. So you're going to trade Anthony Davis. You're going to package Jason Tatum, and who's been underachieving, and Jalen Brown, who's been underachieving, for Anthony Davis. And he'll want to go to Boston. So that's out the way. The Knicks ain't got nobody to offer Anthony Davis. Right, like nobody, nobody else can make moves. That's like this is your best deal. You should run, nigga. Take it, right? Take Mm -hmm. it. But my thing is, as a fan of the Lakers, it's exciting because it makes you think, what's the second move? Mm -hmm. If this, if if the first move is this drastic, we like you can't wait eight players for one guy. What you got up your sleeve? Mm-hmm. Is what I'm wondering, because granted the eight players you, what well, a six too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the six players and the two first rounders you're giving up, you're getting a top three player back, mm-hmm. and he's 25. Mm-hmm. So that's great, and he a big man at that. They, they're easy to build around, and you still got LeBron, who's a top three player as of right now, right? Mm-hmm. What's the game plan? Hey, hold up, what's up y'all sleeve? What y'all really trying to create? What's the end goal? That's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. And then when you think about, we, we're big on X's and O's and drafting. We're big on drafting and scouting. If you look at the Lakers scouting staff since Kobe Bryant left, look at the players they drafted. They made great moves. Julius Randle is balling. They give you 20 and 10. Easy, right? Everybody said take... Um, what's the big man from Duke? Okafor mm-hmm. over D'Angelo Russell. They shot everybody to D'Angelo Russell. He's an all star. 
Kyle Kuzma, we never heard of. Balling. Brandon Ingram was number two pick. Balling. Zubats. Who the hell is Zubats? What else is Vichy Zubats? Y'all was in the rafters when he got drafted. Balling. Josh Hart. Balling. You see what I'm saying? Like, they, the scouting staff is on to something. So now I'm like, what they got up their sleeve? So I'm, I'm thinking New Orleans would be stupid not to take it. But if they, if they do, I'm hyped. If they don't, I'm hyped. So you say it's way. like you playing Monopoly and you make a trade not for Monopoly. Like you know another move got to be it's coming on the horizon. Exact. Think about it. Because, all right, if the whole mindset is to compete for championships within this four-year four window with LeBron and you got this much young talent when LeBron was healthy, you was the fourth seed in the West this year. You trade all of that away for one man. You got you got to have another chess move behind it. Got to, especially because you're not going to tank this year and miss the playoffs. Hell no. Like LeBron, AD, KCP. You still gonna have Zubats, Josh Hart, Mo Wagner, Sfi. Like, like what's the what's the next move though? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a setup. It's a setup move. So you saying yes? They're gonna take the deal. They better take the damn deal. Otherwise, they stupid. Yes, they gonna take the deal as well. They better if they don't take it. It's over. Comment on the Lakers stuff, right? All right. So I got a, I got something. I'm gonna direct it at John first. John, after seeing Tom Brady's performance, which performance was worse, Tom Brady <laughs> yesterday or Peyton Manning in his last Super Bowl throwing five yard out routes at best? Who's Tom Brady? I mean, who's Peyton Manning's play? Um, Panthers. Panthers. What's, yeah, Panthers. No. What's yeah, the Panthers? Because Vaughn Miller got the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's Peyton Manning. Had the better or worse? Worse. Worse? Okay. Hurt? <laughs> Look, I don't remember his performance. It was so long ago, it's not as fresh in my mind as Brady's. And I don't want to look at stats because stats don't tell the whole truth. So, as of now, I'm going to say Brady. Had the worst. Had the worst, as of now. Pretty much the same argument as that hurt me. I don't even remember Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl at all. I remember the defense playing lights out. Tom Brady's mm. is fresh, so it got to be Tom Brady to me. Mm. And you know what? Remember. And another mm. reason why I'm gonna give it to Tom Brady too. This may be this may be a little cop out, but Peyton Manning couldn't feel his hands. Remember, he had the the situation with his nerves where it was tough for him to feel his hand throwing the ball. That's what they said. That's what they said. That's what they said. Yeah. That's what they said. So I'm, I'm giving white man the benefit of the doubt. Hey, they they said it when he went off and got the what the MVP the year before, and they said it when he was struggling. So at least they was consistent in saying it. <laughs> so you know what I mean? So it's like, all right, Brady been healthy for a long time, and he just looked like some doo doo yesterday. After it was was balling the whole playoffs. Probably since like week sixteen, he been cooking, and then what the hell is this? Said, it's about that miracle, really, in Miami that they, they, went, Actually, they have no phone for the band. Actually, I take that back. 
Because he struggled. No, he struggled against, in, against yeah. Kansas City. He struggled against Kansas City. Overtime, you got right. But for the most part, he struggled against I would say after that uh, pick that was called back in, against Kansas City. Oh, after after D4. Yeah, D4. Yeah. After that, mm. Tom Brady woke up and was on fire. But before then. <laughs> so, we all. Well, you said Peyton Manning was worse. So, we two, one Manning and two, two Brady's, right? Because you, if you look at it, really, that. And both teams, who had the best, who had a better running game? I think, I don't know. I think the Patriots had a. Yeah, was on both teams. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, on, uh, it was on the Rams. It was on the Rams. I think it was on, on, the, on the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. I think the Patriots <laughs> I had a better running game. I'm looking at the stats, and you see how he couldn't have his hand. Like, really, mm-hmm. he had to say with what Kubiak, CJ Anderson in the center of was pretty much really the bread and butter of that team going forward. Both teams' offenses kind of set up the same way when you think about it. Yeah. Like, they had, you know, quick, agile receivers in the slot. One of them had Wes Welker. The other one had Edelman. Like, and they were just – like I said, they, they really didn't complete anything downfield. And that Broncos defense was pretty much the reason why they wanted right. dismantling Cam Newton and the center. Right. The pick six, the forced fumbles, the sacks. I mean, you was always in good field position, so it was not like you had to really work for your – you win. Mm-hmm. Defense set a lot of stuff up. Mm-hmm. All right, almost. with that with that game, it was a it was a chess match because across the board everybody's damn it looked equal. Because mm-hmm. he was three zero, three three. You could pretty much say the MVPs at one point was one of the punters, right? <laughs> because they was putting the people in a bad field position, and it was like you really had to work for everything for what you got. <clears throat> Did they? All right, I don't want to move on without hearing the numbers now. So, I'm going to try to pull up. Uh, what was the Brady? What was the Pagans? Um, 13 for 23, 141. Damn. No touchdowns, one pick. So, what was what was that, QBR? Damn, 13 for 43, Peyton. God. 13 for At least Brady had. 23. Not 43. Oh, 43. 43. oh! I was like, wait a minute, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it sounds. Forty-three. They might have retired. That nigga had that. Right. Hey, I was like, yeah, nigga, come on. At least Tom Brady was twenty-one of thirty-five for two sixty-two. Yeah, all right. So, so what was the rushing total? Ooh, Michelle had ninety-four in the touchdown. Right. Burke had forty-three. Mm. One seven carries. Um, CJ. Twenty three carries, ninety uh, to the touchdown. So yeah, they that's what CJ Anson had. Yes. So they both had almost hundred yard rush. But rushing. but that still don't that still don't tell the whole story though. I mean, mm-hmm. look, at, look at the defense. Because the defense, Von Miller was dominant. Like Cam could. What was Cam numbers? Looking at Peyton. Eighteen to forty one, two sixty five. Right. <laughs> like with no touchdowns in the pick. Right. No touchdowns. Yeah. In the pick. Look at Cam's numbers. He threw almost twenty more passes and only had five five more completions. I mean, New England's defense Damn. only allowed two hundred three first downs up until the end of the third quarter. Three. That's crazy. At all, they had more first downs. They can score thirty three a game. You don't get to the red zone. Mm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. The Rams had more first downs on that one that one drive than they did the whole three quarters prior to that. 
Yo, when they show the play total and <laughs> what result from the play total, three, five, three, five, three, three, five, mm-hmm. all equals punts. It was like, oh, y'all bluffing because when they eventually score, it's going to be because of the offense not sustaining drives. Right. Because you seen, like, I want to say the second or third series, now you start to see Aaron Donald on the, on the sideline. Now you start to see Sue on the sideline. They don't even have the full uh, 100% defense like you want to have. Right. That's the, that was the first thing that went through my mind. I'm like, yo, y'all not holding the ball long enough and, and to go against and, Tom and look, Brady and Belichick. And look what Tom out. Brady has learned, even though he's <laughs> – like you said, not playing of Tom Brady as we always see as a younger age. But look what he is he was doing in the pocket. Look how far he is. He's already six yards behind the line of scrimmage. You're already six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Then you taking two more steps back. So look how far the defensive line has to come. Right. If you go back to the Kansas City game, the team that led the NFL with sacks didn't get a sack. That's telling you a lot. Not because only the secondary can't get no no real no no pressure here and there because they, they let receivers go by, but the defense line's not getting to him. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're taking down the average three seconds just to get near him. Right. By then, it's, the ball's already gone. A lot of the plays, granted that, you know, the MVP got 10 receptions for 149 yards, but, I mean, he had enough time the way he did in that scheme to get the ball out of his hand. If right. he didn't, it was a cover sack, the reason yeah. why he got sacked. Look, the last chopper to stop it I have. With that being said, Eric DaCosta had a um, interview or press conference in, in which he stated, yeah, that he was looking for a specific type of wide receiver to um, to play in a slot for Baltimore. He said that? In a way. And, and Is that what you want to hear? Or? No, no. In a way, and along the lights of guys that can get open and such and such and such and such. If you read the, if you listen to the interview, do you like the direction you think he's heading in? And if not, which direction do you think we should go draft wise or I should say personnel wise? Anybody, I don't know. Personnel as far as just on the Team. field or just personnel. When I say personnel, I mean draft. Free agency, re-signing, whatever. Mm. I, th- I thought he played. It was typical, even though he's a GM now. He close to the vest, co- very close to the vest. Yes, very close. You had to like, even if you're trying to decipher <laughs> what he's saying. Yes, your percentages still ain't that good. Correct. Except only, only, only nugget he gave up away to us is. He was all. He's always the analytics type. Mm-hmm. Like analytics is big to him, so that might play a more of a factor in it this year, in his picks than in previous years. But then he came back like ultimately it's still going to be a group decision, and everybody's going to go with you know agree. Um, I like what I like. I like the the direction that he's going because of. One statement, actually two statements. The first one is, I'm going to do everything in my power to build a bully in Baltimore. Yeah. That's exciting to me. Yeah. Because that's what you want. That's what you think when you hear Baltimore. You think bully. So I like that. And the second statement was, he made a joke um, to open up 
And he was he was talking about something when he was a kid, how he went everybody was rooting for the Broncos and he rooted for some other team. But he was like, Yeah, we ain't had to see New England back then in the in the Super Bowl. That statement, I took it as though he the type of GM that was not in front of the cameras, but would say, Man, New England, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That was exciting to me. So the direction going forward, I'm I'm excited to see what they do. Y'all shouldn't John, be excited though. John, I'm trying my best not to have that approach. Listen, you you need I, to. I, I, I'm really I'm really so close to having that approach. What 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 are you holding on to? Well, what, I'm holding on to hope. Of, what hope are you holding on to? The because statement, the first statement that you mentioned him about, about a being a bully. But who's the head coach again? I agreed. Who's the head coach? I know. Is that the one you like? No. So why are you holding on to hope? Because I feel like <laughs> you can be a bully without having a yes man at coach, a head coach. Mm. Like, I feel like well, if the fact his, he's not a yes man is the problem. If his mindset is to build this team up the middle of the field, then we're in good shape. Build like, we bully. need guards. We need centers. Build that bully. We need interior defense alignment. Three and, three and one techniques. Build it. That's what we need. Build that bully. That's how you build a bully. Build it. Need a running back, right? Oh, without a doubt. Build without that a bully. doubt. I mean, a run. I mean, like a legit running back. Yeah. I don't mean somebody you got game plan for, like Le'Veon Bell type running back. I ain't gonna build that bully. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's somebody. I'm just saying somebody you would have the game plan for. You got a game plan yeah. for. If they sign Le'Veon Bell, I'm telling you right damn now. No, you ain't have we no all hope. His jersey and whatever center they they drafted, <laughs> jersey too. Um, just a heart back on what you said. The build the bully sounds like an interior lineman, which we need. Sounds like running back, which we need. Sounds like a physical wide receiver, which we need. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Um, you said with defensive lineman, we need interior. We need interior lineman that's going to get pressure. Quarterbacks. So it's mm-hmm. not just a run stopper. It's not nineteen ninety two. Sorry, I like Brandon Williams. I like Brandon Williams. I do. I like him. I'm a fan. But I mean, you can't just be stonewalled at the line of scrimmage. We need somebody that can right. cause havoc in the backfield right. directly up the middle. Exactly. So that that sounds like the bully that we're yes. that we're trying to build. But again, why hold out hope? Dio Hughley has a, a quote that I that I, I like okay. to harp to, oh. <laughs> where he's like, "Barack Obama is the America that we want to be. Uh-huh. Donald Trump is the America that we are." Gotcha. So, not having Harbaugh, having the hope is the the team that I want us to have. Mm. Well, Harbaugh is the team that we have. I love it. So, I'm gonna say it. it. I know you don't want to say it. You don't want to say this about Brandon Williams because you like him. But I'm gonna say it. You don't want a defensive tackle doing cartwheels and no, I'm gonna say and backflips and and doing (laughs) Pro Bowl interviews and all that. You want a mean, nasty. 
I don't know if y'all seen Dominican Sue last night. Did y'all see him throw the forearms in Cordero Patterson uh, face? Yeah. That's the type of goddamn I defense attack I'm talking about. And then off the field? I don't like you. And, and I don't care that you know it. Right. That's the like, type of defensive players I I'm talking about. He leaned his whole body into a fullback, and the fullback got depleted, even though he got the block. Yo, and Dominican Sue. And Aaron Donald is everything player. I want in a defense. So what if, what if what if the Ravens cut Brandon Williams? They have a contingency plan. Signing and Dominican Sue. I would be for that because you got Michael Pierce to play <laughs> early downs and you got Dominican Sue to play against the pad. I would be so fucking torn. <laughs> Because of the Joe Flacco hit? Joe, come on, no, nigga. No, no, I ain't about to <laughs> I literally don't go. like Bye, Joe. That's the difference between like being Dominic mean Sue? and being evil. I like my defensive tackles to be mean. I feel like a Namaka Sue is just evil for evil. Who the hell? No, no, who the hell on the see, Ravens mean? See, that's just wrong. I think. I think he's evil. Like, you just can't. I think you misunderstood. I think. Stomp on a quarterback's face. Like, I think. Boy, I, I think Vontez Burfick. I think Vontez Burfick is evil. <laughs> Stomp that nigga in his face. Vontaze Burfield is Hope. evil. ATL Hope. He dumb. <laughs> and Dominican Sue just won't win. It's like, all right, we, we want a bully, but we don't want that type of bully. I like, do. You, you, could, you could leave your 15-yard penalties in, in L.A. That was like 10 years ago, though. You know how... His last, his last infraction was like eight years ago. And you, you hopping on eight years ago? If you put two of them as a kid, one kid... Is having a tantrum on the fucking corner right now. The other kid is still hitting his fucking head on the oven when you told him to stop because it's shit hot. Mm-hmm. You dumb as a motherfucker. You about to have, you want to kill everybody in the corner and shit. Mm-hmm. That's the type of attitude both of them had. Yeah, mm-hmm. because she was just, he a head away from having a mass murder spree. Wow. He a CTA away from a mass murder spree. He's a smart man off the field, though. I enjoy it. I'm going to tell you right now. To play this game, man, I mean, at the tight. level that they play it at, you can't have friends like that, bro. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about being friends. I like I said, and Haloti Nada was mean. He wasn't evil. He was also, could be mean. I don't mind you being evil mean. when he took RG3 out. That was in the that was field evil. of play. That was in the field of play. That was, the the was in the field of play. Stomping somebody's face mask or their leg Stop just because you feel like doing arm. it. It's, it's, no, it was, it was like arm. a face. Listen. That was like 10 years, face, like, like 12 years ago. Yo, that you had the gall to, to do it and then be like, I don't, trying to I don't know. Over. Like, nigga, you on camera. We see you. Like 10 years ago, man. I feel like that was see which is. He's just evil to me. I got, I got a question. Oh man, Haynesworth, Haynesworth was a nipple. Right. <laughs> like he was, like he was just like, oh my god. I've seen a slave master. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm curious though. <laughs> I'm curious, like when it comes to when it comes to like the resigning the players and all this and that. Why? One. Only, the people, without. A lot of melanin in their skin worry about another's man's money as much as they do in sports. In Baltimore or? Period. 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 Because that's all, all they think about is money. Yeah. So I get it. But if you're building. All right, I put it the way Al said. Why create a hole if you don't have to with the CJ Mosley? All I'm hearing is. Well, Talk about his money. He got to go, and this and that. Cause my thing, my thing is this: like, all right, you're saying he can't cover a running back, he can't cover a tight end. If that's the case, 
like you're only looking at the defense like one play. Like if if the quarterback can identify that you're singled up, the damn defense coordinator is stupid because you're in a lose lose. You see what I'm saying? I understand. <laughs> like, but but why but why create a why create a hole if you don't need it? I'm gonna defer my C.J. Mosley comment to the harshest C.J. Mosley critic I know, I'm and allow the harshest C.J. Mosley critic I know to, to answer this this question. As my, my my critic of him is he hesitates. He second guesses himself. He's too late in his career to be doing that shit. You can't be hesitating in the hole when you know it's a run. You can't get blocked five yards downfield, then make the tackle the first down. And expect me to real like, yo, you got 12 tackles. I appreciate you. No, nigga, if you got 12 tackles, two tackles for loss, consistently I understand that. But my gripe is not because you can't cover a running back or sometimes you get beat by a tight end. It's offensive general lead. My, my gripe is when I know you in man coverage and you in, and you know you got a swing route, nigga, get to the swing route. Mm-hmm. Not hesitate, whoop, and be in the backfield mm-hmm. and second-guess yourself. You second-guess yourself too much. I'm not questioning your talent as a as a – Skill level. I'm, I'm, I'm questioning up here. Yeah. That's what I'm questioning. I'm not saying he ain't one of the top linebackers in the league. I'm saying it's just you, you miss something that you should have. Let, let, let this see again. Mm. He's one of the top linebackers in the league, and he has all of those problems. He's one of the top. I understand. He has all of them problems. So is Brandon Williams. And people, no, how? Brandon Williams is what? Top what? He's one of the top interior defense linemen in no, the league. No, he's not. Not anymore. Why ain't he? You can. I you got paid. I guarantee. He's one of the. He's one of the top one techniques in the league. Forget. I guarantee you can name six, at least. Yeah, because there's a lot of them. But I'm just saying he's one of the top. Better. That's better. It's a lot better. Then Paul Joseph. It's better. And he. he, Um, Wait, 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 wait. And then you single Brandon Williams out by saying he's he's one of the top one techniques. Everybody you about to name can play more than one technique and still be great. I can name like three right now. And that's, but that's I'm the listening. problem going forward. Nero Joseph, um, Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald. But Fletcher Cox is a three tech. Jarrell Casey. Jarrell Casey. Jarrell Casey is a one tech. I but he can do. He can play one, two, three. That's, what, that's my point. He got Right, the rock ass is out. I'm sorry, the way Terrell's ass is out. He didn't hit a grill. Yo said, stop dropping roll. He curled a little bit too. Wait a minute. I thought you was 350, nigga. You look like you 1A's. Gino. Don Terry. Gino who? Atkins. Gino Atkins, no. No. No, no, no. I'm not buying that Gino Atkins hype anymore. I'm not. Dino Atkins is the black J.J. Watt. He is the black J.J. Watt. He's black J.J. Watt. That's what he did. That's what he is. No. What J.J. Watt do recently? J.J. Watt had what? Double digits. What did he do recently? 16. How did he get 16 sacks? Please elaborate. By putting his behind Negative. Negative. Covering sacks and clowny running people into him. You know what? I ain't got time. Nope. <laughs> you ain't going to have me in here uh, trying to do- Trying to defend Geno Atkins. You, no, Geno you Atkins and JJ Watt. We went from CJ Mosley to Brandon Williams. You know, because I'm just trying to prove a point. CJ might be one of the best linebackers, but that don't discredit the fact that he dumb as a whore in certain situations. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Right. That's what he's saying, right? Is, is that pretty much what you're and saying? That, and that's true. But my is that what you're saying? Is, yeah. That's what he's saying. Why? No, what you ain't gonna do is, 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 is take off in that back. No, I'm not gonna do that. that you love the back to you. And then trying to explain some shit to me. No, I'm out of here. I tell you what, just from early analysis on the kid from LSU, 
That's C.J. Mosley without the tackling ability. Mm. You can't tackle? Can't win with him. Listen, shoestring tackling is his thing. Mm. Behind. I can't even think of his name. I know Devin White. Devin White, all right. I didn't want to say the last name. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what Williams got coming. That's, that's what? Cornerback? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, CJ, I don't I don't see. Like, that That got to be priority number one as far as re-signings. It has to be. I think it's your, it's your priority. He's going to be uh, – your main focus point role player on defense anyway. He's young. He knows the system. He's what you're going to base your uh, defense off. The problem mostly is, is like, I, like I said before. He knows the offenses too. Right. And he knows the team that you got to play two times a year. But to make him more successful in in this system or whatever you know, week has is the foundation up front. Like you said, Brandon Williams can't get stonewalled and play one on one and expect CJ Mosley to get up them blocks consistently. Like if he if he don't have it up here, then that means he needs to have free. He sure. needs to be free. Just like how Ray Lewis said he wanted to be free running around and not get blocked. Sure, that's why sure. you grabbing Nada. That's what that's what we need. Pierce and somebody else or Brandon Williams can step the fuck up and, and clear that middle up. Because when it does happen, and when you see for some Williams, Brandon, for some reason Brandon Williams do get mad and he gets in the back of the hole and starts smacking people, it's one of the toughest defense to run a, run against right. or to play against. Right. But like I said, they gotta have it all the time. Like and it's crazy because I've noticed and I'm like, yo, what the why is Brandon Williams not getting back there? And as soon as I watch him, I see him throw a center into a quarterback and just create havoc in the backfield. I'm like, yo, why are you doing that now? But you wait. Like the fourth quarter to do it. Yeah, his, his legs stop moving a lot. Yeah. It's like you just try to sit there and hold up that one person. And I don't think that's top defensive tackle money in this league with it being such a pass heavy league. Um, and a while, he's, he's more reliability in cap space and playing time now. Yeah. And the fact that you can't put him on crucial. Passing downs in in the league, like if it's a league that we're trying to protect, your highest paid defensive player right now can't be on the field because he can't <coughs> rush a passer. Right. Look, look at the feature going forward when you got Pat Mahomes to the th- under three seconds with the ball in his hands. What's the point of him being on the field, especially when he's not jumping in the air to back anything down or get into the face of the quarterback? When you got your quarterbacks like uh, Brady who's getting the ball from three to four seconds, you're still not getting that. Or uh, Breeze, who's just like move around a little bit, shifty, still get the ball in his hands. It's just some quarterbacks, to name a few, when we need something for you to move the pocket, but you're not really moving the pocket, which you can't really rely on you on stunts. So what are you in the game for? To take people mm-hmm. one first and second downs? Yeah, you can't pay for that. But yeah. People are going to be mad because Eric DeCosta is number one priority. Right now is talking with CJ agent to get him a deal, and I think it's going to be one of the top, if not the top, linebacker money to, to set the market. I gotta apologize because I cussed you out just now. I said I'm a fat fucking running back, and I was like, oh, I was like, I'm not even talking about CJ Mosley. Oh, oh Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, damn, CJ Anderson. Oh, hell no. 
We got that in Gus Edwards. He's younger. Like, fuck, why would you do that? <laughs> right. You need, need that shifty back and catch out the backfield. Benny Snow. <clears throat> Just throw that name out there in the atmosphere. Actually, no. We were officially at that time where we got to start calling people by school. So, Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> well. Clemson. Speaking of that, did y'all scout any players? I, I fell off on scouting. I read. Um, I looked at like outside linebackers. I haven't seen like a legit pass rusher. Hmm. And outside linebackers from the ones that I've watched though so far, I didn't see a legit pass rusher. You've been raving about Josh Allen for two years. You ain't seen a legit pass rusher. Well, I mean Josh Allen, yeah. But <laughs> besides Josh Allen, that, you're talking about that as a position. Yeah. Oh. oh. Well. Well, see, that's where you're going wrong. Look, yeah, look at defensive ends too. Because I, certain I defensive ends will stand up in the league. Like Montez Sweat got the ability to put his hand in the dirt or stand up. Like, he going to be a handful. I don't think he going to be around in the 20s. Actually, I don't even want to pick in the 20s. I know was, that's early. I ain't never I ain't never been team trade back this early. <laughs> but I'm going to say it because I, I want a second-round pick. Let's say you get a second-round pick for Joe Flacco. We need to trade out of the first round because you're going to need a second-round pick. You need more picks anyway because you only got what? You got a first. You go first, third, fourth. You like five or six picks this year. No, nah, they ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to cut it at all. But I, I seen, um, I believe it was Bleacher Report. I'm not sure who who the, the um, writer was that posted the article. But it had it rated the draft by positions, the top ten by positions. The number one position in this draft is defensive. No, it's um, I think he worded it as yeah, defensive lineman. Like he had pass rushes in a separate category, mm-hmm. but like also oh, he played interior lineman. I can't remember. It might have been interior lineman. I think interior lineman was the number one position in this draft because you got you got Quentin Williams, you got um, Bosa who can do a lot, you got both the Clemson boys. But that's, you got a, that's what I was saying. No, no, but they can play. That's why. That's why it was D line. Okay. It was D line. Okay. Yeah, it was D line because you had all of them. Yeah, you had the kid in. What, I forgot. Houston. He well, yeah, yeah Oliver, yeah. yeah. You had Texas A&M. You had Mississippi State. Like, it was a bunch. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I agree with that. The number four position was wide receiver. Hmm. And going into it, you see, you see your face, hmm. Like, you don't believe it. Ain't that I don't believe it. It's just that I see a bunch of solid wide receivers, whereas last year you had – Outstanding wide receivers and then solid. Yeah. Like Calvin Ridley and uh, Sutton are outstanding wide receivers. And then you got those that's under them. Outstanding is such a big word. I think you, I think you, I think, 
Or you had. I give one outstanding. I say Reggie was outstanding. Cortland Sutton was outstanding for SMU. For what you wanted or what really with the game as he was an outstanding player? He's an outstanding player. How? How can you say. I just my thing. I can't say Cortland Sutton. His his potential is outstanding. Going into the draft, he was good. He was solid. I had them rate the exact same way. That's not. That's how to you To me, feel. they were the exact same. Not exact same player, but. But that's the thing. My thing is, I thought, matter of fact, I had Sutton over Ridley. You did. <laughs> I thought Calvin Ridley was the only outstanding wide receiver in the draft. And his but, routes is outstanding. No, no. Be, as a, as a whole, the routes. The set up by the routes, the hands, the deep ball ability, the the, the the ability to dominate from every position on the field. And then who led the receiver, rookie receivers in yards and touchdowns? I'm just saying. I'm like everybody, like Coolin Sutton only ran a few routes. And that's one of his, one of his, his knocks. Like he right. got a... But you, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't say outstanding. That that's all but, I'm saying. Like he's great, but all right, that's I can't fair. say outstanding. That's fair. That's fair. Like the homie from uh, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. I feel like he probably should have had close numbers as a Calvin Ridley if he had a quarterback that's going to actually give him the rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Gallup. Don't let me wrong. I like Gallup. Like granted, like I feel like he should have had 160, 180 yards. In the game versus the Rams. Because it was there that nobody could actually stop him when the ball was fed to him. Right. So it wasn't Peters to, to leave. Nobody could actually stop him once he was getting that rock thrown to him. Nobody. He was He's running good. past people. He was running across people. It was just like that Prescott was like, should I? Or should I just try to force Cooper? Or should I just, I don't know because I'm scared of his defensive line? Like, nah, mm-hmm. bro. Right, but to your point, this year's draft the 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 big names I'll, I'll just say the big names from the wide receiver position like the names you'll hear most people talk about off the rip I'm not seeing the true number one takeover guy in in in, in mm-hmm. most of them like AJ Brown mm-hmm. I don't get it I, really, I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I, but I was the only one that mentioned, like, early. Oh, he's a number one receiver. Nikhil Harry is a number one receiver. But okay. it was, like, the, the three that I mentioned, they're going to be solid. Like, as you said, they're solid. I think Nikhil Harry will be a number one receiver. I don't know if you watch him yet. Hakeem Butler, if his 40 time, if his. Butler, her name is Iowa Butler. State. Yes. Iowa, Hakeem Butler is a number I don't give a damn about his 40 time. Akeem, Akeem Butler's the number one receiver. Okay. Like, he's going to be a handful. My fact, what's my list? I did a couple. <laughs> I did a couple. Like, they, like they good. It's, it's some good players. I like Raleigh. It's some good. Raleigh really is my favorite receiver I like in this draft. Yeah. Raleigh really is Calvin, but at 6'2", and 215 pounds. Let that sink in. And, and younger. Younger. He's the bigger, <laughs> younger brother. Riley really is my favorite. I hope Riley really do not go in the first round. I hope Riley really is right there. Hope I hope we pass on Calvin for Riley. For Riley, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I hope. 
Like the dumbest thing I heard, somebody was like, to give, oh, they had a mock DK Metcalf to the Ravens at 22. Mm-hmm. It was like one thing you can, to uh, to help a young, inaccurate quarterback is to give him a deep ball receiver who, um, who has a big catch radius. But he can't run routes. That don't that don't really don't make sense to me. Like you could be deep and all that, but if you tipping off what you're gonna do, the cornerback is gonna be strive for strive with you. Right. You know what I mean? Like you right. ain't you ain't faking nobody out. All you need is a sideline on your head. Right. I'll say I I'll, I'll do this. I did this list this way. Just a few I looked at. I call them fits for the Ravens. Going forward, how direction we gonna go? All receivers. Yeah, just receivers okay. so far. Like, I ain't finished my whole receiver prospect li- list. Oh, before I go on this, on to this, Jacoby Myers out of NC State, number 11. Yes, I was watching that quarterback, so yeah. Jacoby Myers, it's, it's rare that you see a guy that's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, play in the slot. Right. They can move. Like, damn, he, he ran that round pretty good. So, but Calvin Harmon, number three for them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm he, sorry, Harmon. Calvin Harmon is the number one guy. Yeah. He's tough. That's what I was thinking of, Harmon. He'll be – I ain't do my full report Who's that quarterback? I remember watching that quarterback. I forgot his name. I ain't do my full report Ryan on him yet. That's what I was watching. But Calvin Harmon, yeah, he'll be a good fit for the Ravens. Number one fit for the Ravens, Debo Samuel. Al, yes. Al, Al Biscuit with Debo Samuel yes. since day one. I – I purposely didn't watch South Carolina. Like, all right, let me see. I look at <laughs> listen. I'm looking at Debo Samuels before this whole the whole what you call that thing, mm-hmm. Senior Bowl. Bowl. Mm-hmm. I ain't see no Senior Bowl practices. I ain't see none. I'm just watching Debo tape. I'm like, Lord have mercy. The possibilities that we could do with Debo with Lamar, man. Like he got the like he what six feet six one. Strong hands, running at the catch ability, blocks. You can run jets. You can you can do anything you want with him. He's a problem, a, a absolute problem. And he can run routes. Line him up in the slot. Line him up outside. He high points. Yo, he yes. Debo Samuel will be a great fit for us. Nikhil Harry will be an excellent fit for us. Riley Ridley will be an excellent fit for us. Easy. The sleeper, like, Hollywood Brown would fit. His name was Marquise or something like that. Marquise, right? yeah. Okay, yeah. Hollywood Brown would fit if, no, Hollywood Brown won't fit. He won't fit. <laughs> A.J. Brown would fit if he just improved his route running. A.J. Brown would fit. Um, the sleeper in the draft is Keelan Doss. Cool. UC Irvine. You see, yeah, he he's a problem. I found out about him from the Senior Bowl. Like, what was it East West? I think it was the East West game or something. It was one of them where they was raving about him, and I was like, let me see what he about. And somebody put, they had an interview with him. He was like, he wanted to be. It, and it's not because of what I'm about to say. He said he wanted to be the Cooper Cup of the FC of the FCS. <laughs> And I'm looking at him like, nah, you ain't cool. You good. You ain't cool. His name is Keelan Doss. But he looks like Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. At that line of scrimmage, you better pinch him. Because if you miss, boy, he got moves like Jagger. He got moves. He got releases. He got hands. He's six three, something like that. Mm-hmm. He got. He looked like he's built like Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Like he he's gonna be a sleeper in this draft. Running back, I got a scout. Next. I think I'm going to go with offensive line again first because that was pretty much a hit. Please, because I damn first, sure. First and second round, the way we draft. I love the offensive line. Yeah. I damn sure can't watch that. I can't watch the quarterbacks and get excited. It'd be boring to me. Then, yeah. yeah. I watch more quarterbacks. Than, I think I watch more quarterbacks than I should have. <laughs> Matter of fact, I can say he'd be boring. What's the South? Yeah, South Carolina quarterback. No, he excited. I don't really like that. No, no. Let me finish. Oh, I'm not look. I'm not scouting. Just like his arm talent and all that. He's exciting because he can put his body on the line <laughs> and get a first down. Oh, move. Excuse me. Bang! I'm like, oh, well, all right, sir. Like I said, the only. Tape go back to South Carolina. The only tape about Debo that had me nervous, Georgia. Georgia, 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 Georgia. South Carolina, Georgia. Why was that nervous? Because they told um my my boy Bate to line up on him. Wherever he go, you on him. Right. And he had like one catch. <laughs> I gotta look at that. Like that tape right there be, elevated it, Baker to me. It to might, like the it, second or see, first and second best corner in his I gotta look at that because it, <laughs> it might be more to it because the tape that got me like through the roof was a game that they got spanked in, mm. and that's Clemson. Mm. And he got Byron Mullins and all of them over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in that game, he had over a hundred some yards. Yeah, I think he did go off against. He Clemson. went off. But yeah, they could. But nothing. but if you I think look, he went off against Missouri too, if I'm not mistaken. He went off against damn everybody. One one particular moment in that game when they said that's the type of player, like, that's playing like a Raven. They're losing the game. There's no way they're going to win this game. I think it's like a couple minutes left and they did like three touchdowns. It took all 11 players of Clemson to try and put this man down. Who the hell goes that hard? With two minutes left and you down thirty, like down three scores. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, yo. Put his heart on the line for the team. Man, that's the kid you want. Like he went eight. Like he had probably like eight catches, a buck and Anthony Davies and for them to make a playoff push. That's gonna be the next narrative. I feel like man, I feel like LeBron needs a shooter though. Anthony Davis can shoot. No, I need, I'm talking about like a Clay Thompson shooter. For that, the for us to really be a contender. I get what you're saying. With Davis and LeBron. You know what I don't understand about the great, about NBA coaches that LeBron has had so far? And GMs, I'll say that. I don't understand what they're doing. No, no. I said, no. Hmm. I said it from probably, the, I feel like the last, since Miami. Since Miami, I've been saying, take your roster, right? You got LeBron James. LeBron James, point guard. You're the point guard. I'm not I'm not getting no Kyrie. 
I don't want. I don't need Zo. I don't need Rondo. I got LeBron. You're the point guard. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 just dream. Well, with LeBron me. is your point guard, regardless of what position you got him labeled anyway. Right, but the, that's my thing. Why <laughs> get a high profile point guard and he's the point guard? Like, like right. think, think of the Sixers. Ben Simmons can't shoot. Period. But he's the point guard. He get damn near triple double every night, and he's unguardable. You can't stop him from getting to the basket. You can't what with with your normal point guard. Mm. But say the Lakers make this trade, right? So, just off paper, you're giving away two point guards on your roster: Lonzo and Rondo. Three and Ingram. Shit, Ingram's the point guard to me. Okay. <laughs> last year, especially last year when Zoe was out, and yeah, so I would put LeBron the one. KCP would play two. Him and Josh Hart, they could work that out. Three, I'm signing Melo. Melo gonna get signed to Lakers anyway. They just wait until after the deadline. I'm signing Melo. I got Anthony Davis at the four. I got McGee at the five. Melo can Melo can create a bucket. Melo can can pull attention and get a bucket. You feel me? Like LeBron can create and dish. Then I'm going to certain teams. I'm going to like all right, Miami, Wayne Ellington, okay, or to the Pistons and get Reggie Bullock. I'm getting shooters that you mentioned that can play with size. Like I want, I'm I'm on the phone. I'm I'm take that back. Not on the phone, but I'm on the phone with Trev. Yo, Mr. LeBron, is it enough time in this best player on the floor on both ends? Am I right or wrong, John? I'm looking at his face. But am I right? I'm trying to figure out where they're at. The Olympics. You play for your country. Don't play for the country no more. All right. It mattered. It mattered. It, okay. It they, they don't play the country no more, but it mattered then. It mattered. But but think about it now. So now, right now, Melo is playing. <laughs> now Melo is not only playing for his legacy, but well, mainly his legacy, because every the whole narrative is, oh, Melo only played for the money. Melo only is worried about offense. Melo can't do this. Da 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 da. You make it sound like Melo isn't one of the greatest players we've ever seen. You see what I'm saying? Mello's now, huh? So Melo's a Hall of Famer. No Easy, doubt. but now his legacy is on the line. You see what I'm saying? Like it's bigger than like. Oh, I'm playing for for my respect. Right. So like, you, you might say, disrespect me all damn day. All I'm saying like, is Kyle with Cooper. LeBron running the show at point guard, you're gonna see a different Melo. Him, Anthony Davis, Melo, KCP. I'm, I'm just saying, this season is going to be fun to watch. If it, if it, if, it, if the trade happens, we trading Zubat, right? Hell no. No, that wasn't listed. Okay. No, I wasn't listed. Who was listed? Nah, Zubat wasn't on that list. Right. Josh Hart wasn't on the list. No, Josh Hart wasn't on the list. Nah. Only person on that list, the two players on the list that hurt me, is Zoe and. Brandon Ingram. I don't give a damn about Zoe. Is that Zoe and Brandon Ingram? I want Trey Brandon Ingram. I'm really going. Listen, if there's a way that we the thing, the thing is, the thing is, you see, how, you see, you said he don't give a hell damn about Zoe. The only thing Lonzo Ball cannot do at a high level right now, at age 21, is shoot the three. That's it. Right. But let that sink in. That's it at 21. He's six seven, and he will lock you up ninety four feet on anybody. Six seven, and he and he rebounds. He find 
He's, he's a general a ball player. Don't Man. Lonzo is a I good don't ball want, player. I, that, I can't I would trade Lonzo tough. for Anthony Davis in a heartbeat. Okay, I'll do that. that pack. I'll like, do that. But it just that hurts. hurts. That hurts. To me, take Brandon Ingram out of that group, to me. But that's he's another one that hurts. Because, because you're trading Goray Zoe, you're trading Goray Rondo, and you have LeBron at your point, you can move Ingram to your, your two guard. Oh, they, you you move to your, they still got shooters on the roster. Who? Svee McCauley is a flat-out shooter. Might be one of the best shooters in the league. Okay. Not named Steph Curry or Klay Thompson. No, no, Nobody know about him yet. Okay. Because he's a rookie from Clancy, and he got bounced. He's a rookie, and he ain't getting that – Significant time. Right. There ain't nobody right. watch. Okay. <laughs> and watch. But you're trading. You're trading Joe. You're trading Rondo. And you're gonna trade Ingram. Like you're trading three back up. You're trading three point guards essentially. That's running your team. That's fine. And especially seeing Ingram oh. being more on the ball with LeBron being out. Like yo, you can't trade that. To me, you just can't. You can. We got you. <laughs> You can't. For Anthony Davis, you can. <laughs> you can have everything else. Leave Ingram. I don't even care about the, the but, two but even, first round picks that I'm not even going to know about. Right. But even like then, six more years. the Lakers are still grooming. I want to say he'll be Anthony. I want to say he'll be Brandon Ingram because Ingram can flat out score. But um, Bunga, Isaac Bunga. Right. He's hella black. I'll say that. But I think he's like from, is he France? From French or African? One of them. But he like six, what is he, six, nine, six, ten? Play point guard. And he's 18? Something like that. Yeah. Young player. How are you 18 in the league? Don't worry about all that. <laughs> but I think he's he like 18, 18 or 19, one of them. But the, I'm just saying. Real quick, with the Bleach Report out, Kobe had made a statement saying the way uh, James Harden is playing, he will not win that way. His style of play won't win. I mean, who am I to argue with the greatest basketball player to ever live? <laughs> I didn't read too much in depth. It just popped up in my phone. Like, why? So, no. Um, he wins. I agree. I agree. The headline, I'm thinking about Bleacher Report. The last time you used a Kobe headline, they pulled part of the statement mm-hmm. and not the full statement. What I think is really being said, the D'Antoni style of play. Ain't gonna do it. Exactly. Okay. Because basically... He's giving James the freedom James Harden to shoot a bunch of threes and get to the line. No mid-range shots. But you kind of limit to yourself by it's only those two things. Shoot a three or get fouled or get a layup. You're cutting off an important part of basketball, and that's the mid-range. How many times we said it just watching the game last year, if you don't step in front of that damn line <laughs> and just shoot the two. You know what I mean? All of them. Right. And what's this James? Ariza did it. Um, PJ did it. Um, Gerald Green did it. Eric Gould. Everybody did that. 
That's the Dan Tony way. Most frustrating out of that, out of the Nets, was Gerald Green because he was hot. He can get to the lane whenever he wanted to and get a dunk, get a layup, and they were starting to miss layups because they was missing too many threes. Right. Like, yo, get a, hit the mid-range. Mm-hmm. says, I'm not a fan of it in terms of winning championships. I don't think that style is ever going to win championships. But at the same time, you have to keep your team's head above water to win games. So you have to do what you have to do to win games, and he's doing that. So pretty much um, relying exclusively on James Harden for the offense. He doesn't think that's going to win championships. And he said, getting Chris Paul back to the floor of the offense to create more movement will help the Rockets. And defense is concurrently key in the Harden since his positioning on the court has been predictable as the primary ball handler. Like I said, the D'Antoni offense. <laughs> I mean, again, I agree. I just, I don't know. I don't think you can ever win a title with James Harden being your best player. Not because of how he, not because of how he plays. Well, technically because of how he plays, but he burns himself out. Like someone as great as James Harden can shoot shouldn't be old for twenty in in the Western Conference Finals. I get what you're saying. This is why I disagree with the, just the part that you said that um, you can't win a championship with James Harden being your best player. Right now, if for some reason Houston was to trade DeMar DeRozan for James Harden, the Spurs would beat Golden State. Or, pos- or he would win in San Antonio. Hmm. I don't even know what that roster is besides DeRozan. Just forget the roster. Just look at the style of play. Pick and roll basketball. The ball, you see what I'm saying? James Harden still gets what eleven assists a night. Mm-hmm. If you put that, I just think the system is what it, what it is. It's like if if the coach telling you, "Look, man, you go ahead, go out here and dance on them and shoot shoot me threes if you want." I got, a, I got an awesome agreement, like bet. And it's funny that you say pick and roll system because when when Houston did it and when they needed it. They was a dangerous team mm-hmm. with the African yo. Cabela had like fifteen yeah, and fifteen, Bella. like. And you went away from it, and then you try to go back to it. It was too late. Mm-hmm. They 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 adjusted it to the pick and roll. They start getting steals. You start to panicking. They hitting threes. You trying to go three for three for them. Nah, it's not going to work. Yeah. I still feel like this overkill. Like this. Like I don't. Again, I don't think you can win with Harden being your best player. At the pace that he plays regular season games, not saying that he needs to take anything off, but and I don't. I'm actually before you head out when he was down twenty and he was trying to keep that thirty point streak alive. Did you see that against the Time pa- was it the Pacers? Come on, come on. That's see. That's no, no. I'm asking like what because uh, I ain't see the boy it. Posted it. I ain't see it. But my thing is, that that don't make sense. You just said you're down 20. Mm-hmm. Down 20 points. And you're the best player on your team. You want him just to sit down and fold? 
No, not fold. It was like it was no. It was like ten seconds left in the game. No, not sit down and fold, but you sitting here trying to create useless buckets to keep a useless or pointless thirty point streak alive. That's how it looked. No, I don't know if that was the actual way that he played in the game, where it was like, yeah. don't take me out and try and get this thirty. Okay. Because I didn't watch it. Right. I just saw the last ten seconds. All right. He just. I get what you saying. Shot a pointless shot, pretty much. Did he, he make try it? To, yeah. He got the thirty. Yeah, All right, so listen. I can't. Whereas someone who is, like I said, someone who goes as hard as James Harden does yeah. every night. To do that now, knowing damn well you're going to be playing in late March, late May. Right. Like I kind of feel like it's pointless if that's what he did. But like, even if he, all right, if that's what he did, well, it's not like that's what he did because he's taking it. Normally, nobody shoots the ball within ten seconds, especially not no vet. You understand? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. I don't know if there's certain incentives in his contract where there's a certain amount of 30-point games of, of a bonus you can get. Okay. You see what I'm saying? All right. Because if it, if you can tell me I could make an extra $2 million, yeah, I went over 30. Like, shit, I'm getting my 30. Yeah, that's my <laughs> you see what I mean? So I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know. Always think of that. Like, it could be, it could be money. Mm-hmm. Most of the time... Speaking of money, and I know you bought it, now, but this crying for All Star Game, shit, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't rock with it. Yo, listen, this was the first time ever Adam Silver thinks to do this. Like, it's not saying it's gonna be a a, a recurring thing. I don't like it, but like they didn't. But the thing, I could see if they took somebody's spot. They ain't take nobody's spot. It's just like that's the point of it, though. Let's like, just show somebody. Let's show them love. That's why I in their it. final year. Put it this way: blame Kobe. How you blame Kobe? Blame Kobe, Kobe got voted in. Blame Kobe. How you gonna blame Kobe? Kobe got voted in. No, it's not. It's not. It's <laughs> not about that. Blame Kobe because during his final year, it was the Kobe tour. Right. Everybody pay homage to Kobe. And this is the Wayne Wade this tour, and I love it. Right. So the NBA thought, you know what? They're not going to get voted in. Let's do them a solid and put them in the game. Stupid. Absolutely. It's stupid, but if Kobe didn't get voted and it happened, was it still stupid? Yes. Nah. It's still stupid. Nah. Okay. Look at it like this. It's just a Kobe sign got of voted in. And his numbers up. isn't isn't starter worthy of a Hall of Fame. I mean, of an All Star. Yeah. But he got voted in. All right, cool. That's the fans. He shouldn't have been in there. That's the fans. Michael Jordan didn't get voted in, but the players no, was he got like, voted. he didn't get voted in. He got voted to the All Star. He didn't vote. He didn't get voted as a starter. You didn't vote. You only voted for the starters. The players oh, yeah, decided yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, no we can't it was up way around. Mike. It was up way around. No, you voted for the starters, and then right, right, but. Vince Carter was the starter for the East. Vince Carter and AI were the starters for the East. They got voted in as the starters. Vince was like, "No, this is my, this is his last game. He can have my spot." So wait, 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 wait. That's showing love, right? But what I'm saying is, that's not that's a was that a problem? What I'm saying is, the fans didn't vote Mike, and but the players said, "Yes, Mike Jordan can get this last spot." All right, is that was that for, a problem? No, for Dirk and for Wade. The fans didn't vote him in, meaning they didn't want to see it. And the players and coaches didn't vote him in, meaning they didn't want to see it. So why would you create it? Nobody really wanted to see them in there. Like, it really didn't matter to anybody. But you're going to create a spot for them. It's just showing love. 
It's something different. Like it's just like it's it's just showing love. It's not gonna be an every a every year thing. Like, I mean, but but I I do kind of agree with Kuzma. Like, hey, you know what? Since y'all showing love to them too, it would be nice to see Vince in the dunk contest one last time. Hell no. Shit. Do we got? He ain't got. He ain't got two thousand buddies though. <laughs> Listen, still got- I seen. I seen Vince do a reverse 360 in warm-ups. Like it was still 2000. I'm like, you damn freaking nature. So, still? <laughs> yes. So, I don't, hey, I don't know. He ain't got the, the hang to pull off something crazy, but this, nah, he ain't gonna get it. I mean, put, put Dirk in the three-point contest now if you want to do that. I mean, his, his ass ain't gonna be able to. The third rack I'm gonna say, his slow ass ain't gonna get to the third rack, but. <laughs> I don't want to see his ass slowing down the All Star game either. <laughs> but yeah, you got players crying to get to the All Star game. Can't cry because he made the All Star. Like, yo, it's a glorified pickup game, literally. Team LeBron versus Team Giannis pickup. We gonna play. Like, it's it's a glorified pickup game. If you give me an All Star game that's under a hundred points, and I see defense actually being played, tough game, then all right, I can I can rock with that. But if you're going to get me in the high hundreds and expect me to get service at the end and think that's going to be a good game, it's not a good game. That's how I look at it. The, the way the All-Star games look for basketball is how I see the NFL going towards the future. That's why I said the NFL Super Bowl was so refreshing to me. I didn't want to see the rematch of the Rams-Kansas City game. Because right. at, at one point, when do you have balance? When do you have uh, a game where it doesn't look like 7-0-7 football? That's crazy. I didn't even like that game, that Monday night game. I fell asleep. I sleep on it. Like Herb said, he fell asleep on Super Bowl. I fell asleep on the, in the Rams game because I was right. like, all right, somebody going to stop? No? no? Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. But the, the, at one point, it's already offensive-driven league. Right. Don't make, it, don't make it super, a super offensive-driven league. Like now, like everybody's going to – you can't look at the, what happened to the Saints and not say it's going to be offense-driven league anymore. When you're questioning if you're going to have to do replays, the question calls now. Yeah. Like I said, if you if you hinder anything offensively, there will be a new rule in effect a year or two down the road. And we just see that happen time after time again. When a QB get hurt, when somebody uh, a receiver gets blasted and get hurt, if you Stop somebody from having a good career for that year? Oh no, we put a stop to this on us. We won't have a vote, this and that. Like the shit getting ticky tacky to the point where what are you gonna give the defense? Nothing. Okay, we gonna have to actually sit in here, get two weeks of development, and see how we gonna stop people. Like even defensive penalties is crazy. Defensive holds five yards, and that ain't a first down. Right. Our offensive hold is ten yards. Let's replay this again. Exactly. What? <laughs> like, no, I'm going to lose 10 yards and a, a down. Right. <laughs> if defense got get a whole new first down. Now, I, I want to know <laughs> how, why off, offensive holding and defensive holding is not, like, equal. I'm not saying, like, defensive holding should equal to 10 yards. I'm saying offensive holding for a lineman should equal 5 yards. Why does it have to be 10 yards? I mean, ten, 5 yards and, and the loss of down would work for me. Even if it's like... But how do you get... To lose it down, or it's third and fifteen, and a questionable hold makes it first down. Now, let me ask you this, let me ask you this question. I meant to ask it before they left. 
hopefully they can hear me or they're listening or whatever, anybody listening. That last drive that the Patriots had, they was driving. And they got the penalty on them for the holding call. Mm-hmm. Would you accept, like Tony Romo was saying, accept the penalty and stop the clock, but it would have been two and six. Would you took the penalty and took them back, get them out of field goal range, and making them at least try to get the first, get back into field goal range? If you accept the penalty, the clock stops? The clock stops. So they declined the penalty for the They declined clock. the penalty, it was second and six, and they got the first down after well, they didn't get the five. They still in field goal range, is what I'm saying. So all they had to do was keep running the rock and get. I thought if they accepted the penalty, the clock would keep moving. That's why they declined it. Exactly, but you have to actually get them to at least throw the ball to get back into field goal range. Because if they if they out of field goal range and you still running the rock, you can go all in. Do you accept the penalty or do you don't? I mean, I'm, at that point. The, Clock, stopping the clock was the most It's the most important, but important I, thing. Instead of having them run had, another. You still had time to go down the field, even though you were down by 10. Okay. I don't know. I, I think that was that big of a deal to actually have that big of a discussion on it. But it's just that it was nothing happening, really, in the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. Either way, I think it works out. Because at a certain point, you wasn't stopping Tony Michelle. Mm-hmm. And he had got them yards right back. And with a run the clock. To put them back in field goal range. Right. Hey. And they get an extra down. So, yeah, at that point, it wasn't stopping Sony at all. I said that at the beginning of the year. I said at the beginning of the year when they drafted him, I said, Tony Michelle can be a difference when they get in the playoffs and they're going to make this run. They're going to do something amazing with Joe. And they didn't have Isaiah win. If they had Isaiah win, I'd have said, I, I already said he was going to win, but I said they'd have probably got blown the fuck out because you wouldn't be able to get to him because he had that so good of a. You still can't get to him. True. <laughs> but with, with obviously with him being in the game and how way he got drafted, he probably got drafted higher, he yeah. could have made a way. I don't know how we, how we allowed that to happen. That baffles me. If we needed. We needed either one. Because and we still need a Hayden Hurst. I'm not disrespecting Hayden Hurst by saying, damn, we got You drafted Hayden Hurst strictly because you wanted to have a guaranteed weapon for Flacco. Because at the, at his his favorite weapon is obviously he can throw the deep ball, but obviously he likes to throw the intermediate routes to medium routes to the tight ends. Right. So they wanted to get that cleared up. Now looking... After the first round, because he drafted Lamar, you were like, "Oh, this is if Joe, this is here's your here's your here's your ex weapon right here. If this don't work, Lamar, this is your guy. So you already know you have something guaranteed to throw to you when you need a guaranteed play bread and butter. If not, then we got Mark Andrews. Right, I don't have think the weapons for you to do a lot. I don't think we we figured Mark Andrews was falling to our lap. No, but you couldn't pass it up. You have you to, damn sure couldn't pass it you up. You couldn't pass it up because of what New England did and what you tried to do. And it, with Pitt and, and Dixon. Pitt and Dixon. And when he was on the clock, I'm like, yo, you got to get him. You have to. Yeah. I like to do a lot of scouting so I can get in tune with a lot of players. This 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 year, it's, I'm not saying it's less exciting, but I'm saying, like, 
I'm gonna have to really dig deep to find some gems like we did last time. I see a lot of solid players. Like you said, you gotta dig deep to find some gems. I see a lot of solid players. Only person that was like, yo, these niggas amazing. It was like Josh Allen is a pass rusher and Cranon Williams for his size at a defensive tackle. I'm going to ask you this question real quick. Um, the NFC is being so wide open as it always been. I don't see a real clear-cut person favorite to come out of that that division, the NFC. But are the Patriots still near favorite to go back to the AFC Championship? Or to at least have a divisional round by? Yes. They're still favorites for that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, depending on Tom Brady's health, and if Gronk retires, I still think they could get there with a, with Gronk retiring, but it'll be a lot tougher. And I feel like they might not. I feel like they'll be like thirsty. Their, their run game will be a little different, right? Because wherever he's at, it's an unbalanced line. Well, they're going to lean. They're going to have to start leaning more towards that run game. True, but you had 12 draft picks. You get Isaiah Wynn back, and you had 12 draft picks. No matter what you do, you're going to have a better team than what you have the year prior. Talent-wise, I'm not if saying you like, if you don't win Super Bowl, that's not a better team, but I think talent-wise, with yeah. you having young death and making trades, and who knows, I, I mean, that. if you got rid of Brandon Cooks, it wasn't no problem. You might want to get rid of one of your defensive players. That ain't no problem if, if so be. True, but... I think it depends on what happens with Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. Right. That's why I'm saying, like, right now, you can't really say what would happen. Who knows? But I still, he might outcoach himself trying to get to the championship, trying to push forward. I, I damn sure don't have – I'm not picking Andy Reid over Belichick in anything. I don't care if it's an eating contest. So I'm not picking that nigga over Belichick in anything. Okay. <laughs> oh. So, Pittsburgh, if they can – I sure hope they don't, but if they can get right, whatever they need to get right. They still need to, they got to answer questions a lot on that defense. They need corners, they need safeties, they need linebackers. They need a lot on their defense, and they need their best weapon to come back. And if he feel like he's not coming back, then I, I don't think it's that much. Like, granted, you might not have the explosive, like, on paper, like, okay, you ain't got AB no more. But you're going to have Juju. You're going to have James Washington. You gonna have uh you gonna still have Eli Rogers. You still gonna have your tight end. You still gonna have Connor. Like that the offense. Is, it's still gonna be solid, but it ain't solid. gonna be like AB gets open no matter what. Like that shit is annoying as fuck to watch. Yes, but look <laughs> at the AFC. Do you really fit? Like if you if if with, with Ben Roethlisberger at the quarterback position, and you have your staples of young receivers who's, who's shown to get open. And to come up big plays better than out of receivers that we have, mm-hmm. and even in the past five years, are you really scared of any of the defense that's going across you? If you make the playoff 10 6, 9 7, mm. are you really scared of some of the defense that's going to be in there? In the AFC? In the AFC. Not really. Exactly. So it's like, I, I get it, like you want AB, he's one of the better receivers in the game. But as a, as a, as a, at one point, you got to be like, all right, we the organization. I get it. You're a great player, but we didn't got rid of people just like you. It's time to move on. Yeah, but let's, 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 let's keep this moving. You know, he did that. Ben wasn't 
exposed as a whore and breaking down right. when he did that. So, I feel like by having been breaking down, they're more in a crucial spot now to have their playmakers. Why? Because you feel like that window's closing? Yeah. The window's closing. You got to fix your defense. Like, you can't. Their defense is so bad that they cannot afford to have to spend an early pick on a receiver, on a wide receiver. And I feel like you would have to. I don't feel like James Washington and Juju is as effective as Juju and AB. You the same thing about, about drafting Rudolph last year. As high as he did. Yeah, but Rudolph is definitely going to keep them in the mix, though, going right, forward. You, I'm saying, but your window, you're saying drafting a receiver, drafting... Because if you lose A.B., not having A.B. and him being able to get open is going to make Mason Rudolph's job his first year. It's not going to be a rookie, but, you know, his technically his rookie year playing a lot harder because he don't have that weapon that's constantly going to be open. But he's going to have familiar with James Washington. He's played with James Washington. He's played with James Washington. And and when, when, when Rudolph gets in the game and it's finally his time to be called, He'll be a three to probably four year veteran. Mostly probably probably two or three year veteran. Mm-hmm. But that means James Washington will have more playing time. He would know how to be a veteran receiver by then. He would know how to do what he needs to do to be the number two A option because Juju is going to be number one option at the time. No disrespect to Le'Veon Bell. I feel like the gap between Le'Veon Bell and Connor is a lot closer than the gap between A.B. and Washington. I say this about Le'Veon Bell. He's a phenomenal player. I think where the pissing game begun when it came to Le'Veon Bell and and the Steelers organization is when he got hurt. And when you needed another running back to come back and and fill the void, you had the homie from Panthers at the time. What was his name? Uh, Stewart. No, not Stewart. um... Was it Stewart? No, no, no. The, with the the pink hair. Yeah. D'Angelo Williams? D'Angelo Williams. He filled in, and the running game didn't miss a beat without him. I'm not saying that you can fill up any running back at that, at that spot, but the offensive line and that offensive line scheme and run blocking scheme shows that you can have a life without letting you on. They want to have the most underrated offensive line. Run-wise. I think period. I think they have the most. They they got better over the times of years because at one point Ben was like always running for his life at one point. Yeah, over the years they've definitely yeah. gotten better. So, so I feel like that that window is closed and you can't. I, I wouldn't discredit. It. I wouldn't say like a hundred percent is all Le'Veon Bell. I say it because there's the holes are still getting made with Connor. The stats right. are there. The, the numbers don't lie. Right. D'Angelo Williams shows you can do stuff. I would run the back shows. It's just the fact that some fumbled and some dropped the ball, some didn't. Well, I'm going to answer your question. I still think the Patriots is no longer, no lower than the second, at worst, second best team. I'm sorry, the third best team. Possibly the second best team in the AFC next year. Um, depending on what this team does with their defense moving forward and helping out their quarterback, Chicago is probably my NFC favorite. I would like that, but you, uh, man, I'm going to call him who I think he really is. That's a, that's a 
quarterback. Um, what's his name? Trubisky. Trubisky. He has to elevate his game to me. He's Blake Bortles. See, that's what I'm about to call. Yeah, him. he is. I'll, and people will probably say that that would be hate, but it's not. He's a he's a better Blake Bortles. At this that's point, not, he's a mobile Blake Bortles. Hate. That's not well, a shot. That's just that's saying something. That's saying you playing better than him. He's he's mobile. Exactly. When the game is relied on him, and he, even even the whole organization as the Chicago, if you take what happened at at Jacksonville and you and you mirror it to Chicago, it's the same damn thing. Uh, Blake Borders was struggling when when he was got there. He was still throwing, you know, all right numbers here and there. They wasn't winning. They get a defense. You see, they had a defense, but they needed a player. They added Claire's Campbell. And they added another defensive player, draft and free agents wise. Defense, boom. Then you add Leo Fournette. Run game helping you in the RPO system now. Blake Bortles starting to flourish a little bit. You got the you got the receivers. You got Lee. You got Allen Robinson. You got etc. You go to the playoffs, especially off that RPO. Mm-hmm. Look over to Chicago. You had a defense, but you needed a piece here and there. You added a piece here and there with Khalil Mack. Your defense starting to go up it's a little bit better than what it was. Mm-hmm. You got the run game. You got the uh, Cohen, and you got the um, what's the other guy? Three Cohen and Howard. Yeah. Josh Howard. Yeah, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. You got Jordan Howard. That's your run game right there. That's your Leo Fournette and your uh, other Alabama. It's crazy. Backs. I said that based on these two running backs. Right. You got the running backs right there. Your offense line is not that great, but they're formidable to do what they need to do. You got your Allen Robinson right there. You got your. Uh, the other receivers, you got your homeboy out of Memphis, uh, Anthony yeah, Miller. Anthony Miller. And, and when when the game need when you took the, when you take the run game away, and you you expect uh, better Blake Bortles to do something, has he has he put the game on his back? No, not really. Every every offense gets a spike here and there with a great offensive performance. We didn't see Joe Flacco throw five hundred five touchdowns in one half. We seen teams go beyond what they normally do and do. We seen it in Chicago. That's why I wouldn't say them because I feel like that defense can be beat, and their offense is not that good. I feel like the defense can be beat, but you need to add a piece, and you need to make sure that uh, Eddie Jackson does not walk. You already locked up uh, Baltimore, yo, Mount Saint Joe. Shit, help me out, Kyle Fuller. Okay, you already locked him up. He's solid corner. Um, which are all pro, I believe, this year. And Chabrisky, if, if he can play better than what he's played in the past two years, then I can agree with you, right? Okay. I mean, you got a running a running game, like how you said with Leonard Fournette. If Leonard Fournette is out, they don't have anything. Mm-hmm. They have two running backs. Right. That's different. They have two different running backs. Yeah, they have two different running backs. <laughs> And they have a coach that can coach them. If they're not getting anything, that team is is some shit. I mean, the actual drive against the Eagles when they needed that stop, that kind of hurt. But it it is what it is. And go back to the first year. When have you ever heard of all the the quarterbacks that we have recently, you know, scouted and (laughs) gameplay-wise, when have you ever heard that they had to – Minimize the playbook to make the quarterback comfortable. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what I saw out of Trubisky in North Carolina, though. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, oh, he's good at certain things, but don't make him try to do other things because it's not really him. Right. When, you when I was trying to compare him, I said Deshaun Watson was the best quarterback in that, that draft class. And that's Mahomes, that's Trubisky. I thought Watson was the best quarterback in that class. When I compared Mahomes to Watson, I'm sorry, Watson to Trubisky, don't try to make him Watson. Watson can do a lot more things as a quarterback than Mitch can. And I like, I always said that even with contract money, I like earned better than potential. I haven't seen Trubisky beat the high-powered defense or actually playing a big game and actually won. You're going off a potential of a of highlights or what he's doing in drills here and there. But I've seen Deshaun Watson play Alabama, lose, play Alabama, and win and play tough teams in Florida States and stuff like that, actually win and control a team. I've seen him going to NFL and do things. Trubisky, I, I mean, you you going off of a run power with first team, and they're talking like he's going to be the next up and coming star. No. Depending on what they do and how they surround Trubisky and quote unquote hide Trubisky, is Chicago will be my pick for the NFC. Besides my NFC team. I, just, I, I, like, I like what Nagy has done, coach of the year. I like what he did his first year. I like what their defense is. Their defense is like. They're not trying to actually – I mean, they're trying to stop you from scoring and getting yards, mm-hmm. but the main calling card of that defense is turnovers. I love an opportunistic defense. And that's, like why, when I said, we, and that's why I said that they near Jacksonville. Yeah. You see what happens. What's the same thing happens to Chicago next year that happened in Jacksonville this year? They don't get them turnovers. They stop getting them sacks. Yeah. People start blocking better against Khalil Mack and, and et cetera. Then what? Now you're going to have to block that offense just like Jacksonville did – but Jordan Howard would get hurt. Or your offense is not producing like they should. Then what? Hmm. You at the because that that deep that division is damn near just as wishy washy as, as the NFC South now. Yeah. Anybody can want it. Exactly. Because well, Minnesota don't get their shit together with Dalvin Cook and you start to really with Kubiak and, and, and you really start to flourish in that offense the way it should. That defense do some things. In Minnesota? State, huh? In Minnesota now. Yeah. He chose he chose that team because I guess his son is one of his sons is the, one of the assistant coaches or something. Okay. I forgot. Gotcha. So he got some little power right there. Who's to say the Packers don't do something right? Have a run game, get their shit together defensively, and Aaron Rodgers have an MVP year. Who's to say that uh, the Lions? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Probably don't do nothing to shake something up or just a, antagonize it in your division and beat you twice. Yeah, so, I'm saying it's three I mean, teams. It's three teams that can win. Right. Right now, just like the NFC South. Three teams are going to win it. Yeah. So. Yeah, three teams are going to win it. Hmm. All right, that's our show. Keep debating on the group. Hashtag Sideline Talk. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Sideline Talk. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. 
To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.